guys, welcome back to Making Sense of Sense. I'm your host, Mia. So as Q4 earnings continue to roll in, we can't stop talking about the various indicators and signs across the markets globally and the broader economy, namely the stellar jobs report that just signaled that the Fed's job is not over and it's expected to hike in the U.S. even further in 2023 and most likely will not reach its target inflation rate of 2% by Q3 of this year. Clearly, Americans are pretty resilient in terms, not only in terms of their spending, but also just as employees in general, as the tight job market is still severely fierce. Um, Speaking of monetary policy, on the flip side with fiscal policy, As you may have heard a few weeks back, the U.S. debt ceiling has caused some concern across the street from investors and, of course, just everyday consumers and Americans dealing with credit card debt and all around the general concerns over the U.S. credit worthiness may be in question now as the U.S. recently hit its debt limit and with the federal government of its borrowing limit of $31.4 trillion. When you look at the broader public equity markets, and particularly bonds, which don't fare too well with this news, in the grand scheme of things, it's important to consider, though, such as with election results, or maybe even Santa Claus bear market rally, or even Super Bowl winners. These events and signals don't play as big of a factor, at least in in terms of the long-term trajectory of the markets as we may have expected. But that doesn't mean that we're, we're out of the woods completely. This is something serious to pay attention to when it comes to the debt limit. And as an investor, especially since government spending has only gone up year over year and its implications on the U.S., not being able to fulfill its debt commitments and pay back its loans can be consequential over time for markets, your own wallet, portfolio, and economy. So it's important to consider and just be aware of. So over the next few months until that deadline approaches in early June, as many reports in Congress are saying, will be like the ultimate test of time to see whether the U.S. will be resilient and reliant enough to be able to pay back those debt obligations. As a personal finance junkie myself, I'm naturally keeping up with this news and, of course, want to know ahead of time how to best weather any storm, right, including this one and where the debt limit is is currently on shaky ground and, and just continuing To raise the debt limit raises even further questions by investors and economists alike. And if unfamiliar to guys, as many may be, uh, including myself, until I recently read up on the debt ceiling, um, it especially grabbed attention in, in the headlines recently in January as the U.S. did hit its debt ceiling, which led the Treasury Department to take these so-called extraordinary measures to continue fulfilling the debt payments. And so although as we speak, according to consumer sentiment surveys and just the spending sprees that we're hearing about consumers are going through, 
in the U.S. especially. Consumers were more upbeat about the economy this month and in January too, despite believing that inflation will actually rise more uh, than previously thought. So I think this just illustrates these two conflicting, a lot of conflicting news that's going on. Like good, you always hear about good is bad news a lot of the time. And I think that just illustrates how um, there's a lot of murkiness here. Um, And especially when it comes to knowing how the U.S. government funds itself, um, which is much of it is um, its spending, which is through its debt issued by the Treasury, um, is important to consider. And as mentioned, the the current limit on this debt is $31.4 trillion. And so to raise this limit, that would allow the government to borrow more. Unlike consumers that can't just raise the limit uh, to infinity, the government can uh, r- r- raise the ceiling. And failure to do so would mean that the government would eventually fail to pay back its debt including the interest rate payments on treasury bonds and as a result just lead to possible default which would definitely wreak havoc on the greater economy very rare but something to you know point out of a point out on and um, be aware of it's interesting because i read these figures that like the pre- preliminary february Um, Index of Consumer Sentiment Report was up uh, 2.3%, which is the highest it's been since January of 2022, which is just certainly painting a different picture than what's happening, at least in Congress. And of course, just on the political front in general, that gets weaved into this as you're hearing uh, Republicans in the House won't agree to raise the limit until the current administration agrees to cut spending, and it can certainly be difficult to find those avenues in cutting spending for the government. Some ways that I believe Yellen mentioned are to look into suspending new investments in the civil service and postal service retiree health benefits fund. But once again, that'll just bring about more concern, questions, hesitancy down the road, especially since those are vital and viable services and plans that hardworking Americans need and their employees. Um, So at this point, you may be asking, okay, so let's say it's June and the U.S. hits its debt ceiling again and questions at this point are are uh, around a de- a default, um, and those those would be pronounced at that point. And just as a heads up, the U.S. has never defaulted on its debt, and this is very unlikely given its creditworthiness, known as arguably the safest risk-free asset in the world. However, in the past, such as in 2011, the U.S. faced a similar debt ceiling crisis and received a downgrade in its in its creditworthiness. Similar picture to an individual's credit creditworthiness um, if they're unable to pay back their dues and credit card, and then their APR rates start soaring, and and their credit uh, score starts decreasing, and then in some it becomes harder to just borrow in general because of their poor credit history that's declining. So, to cut to the chase, market volatility 
would certainly be pronounced if there was default, once again, very rare and not common at all. And this, you know, these effects would definitely trickle down into the markets and across the global economy. It would make it more difficult to pay back debt as the U.S.'s lower credit rating would likely also raise the rates on mortgages to student loans, uh, you name it, credit card loans, all of that, and maybe mimicking a recession-like territory at that point with lower GDP uh, recorded and, and consumer sentiment certainly would probably turn negative within a few weeks to months as well at that point. So the question is what to do now and what can I control before we hear the news around June? Well, given the U.S. creditworthiness and safeguarded currency and investments in general, investors and economists alike shouldn't be really concerned. One thing you can control is how much you owe versus own, and you clearly want to keep that in balance and ideally pay off as much debt as possible earlier than later, especially as inflation is really working in your favor here as it's still at record highs. So anyways, as as always, we would appreciate if you could like, subscribe, give us a thumbs up when you can as loyal listeners. We always enjoy hearing from listeners online and also in my inbox. Thanks for that. And thanks to those who've already reached out and offered their own thoughts, opinions on the markets and surrounding it. I try to read every email and message that I receive. Your feedback definitely helps us grow and expand um, what we discuss. So thank you so much and see you all next time.